Florida Travel Podcast, episode 69 about Panama City Beach. The Florida Travel Pod is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is sponsored by you. If you want to sponsor the Florida Travel Pod, reach out to us via email at hello at floridatravelpod.com to learn how your business can be featured in this very spot. We'll write the ad copy for you or we'll work with you to customize your ad copy for our audience. Email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com to get started. All right, this week we're going to talk about Panama City Beach. But before we talk about that, Christina, do you have a Florida tip of the week for us this week? I know we've talked about beaches in the past and perhaps my favorite beach tip is actually from you. Oh, which is? Can you guess? I can, but I want you to tell me. You have to bring baby powder to the beach. Baby powder. Baby powder at the beach. And do you know, I I probably mentioned this way back on our beaches episode. That was like when we first started. Baby powder. This, This tip actually came from one of my best friends who I went to Panama City Beach with, which is where this episode is coming from, but also... A person who's not from Florida, but baby powder because it helps brush the sand off your feet. When Tanya told me that tip and I tried it, it was like the whole world just opened up for it's me. It's like magic. It you is just magic. Sprinkle baby powder on your sandy feet and. Yep. So when you get out of the water and you're trying to like go through that vicious cycle of wash my feet, put my shoes on, get sand on my feet, try to wash my feet. (laughs) (laughs) You could just walk off the beach, get to the parking lot, put some baby powder on your legs and your feet and you're good to go. I always keep it in my car. And do you know what else I keep in my car? I'm going to say water. No, that's you. Oh, okay. Uh Oh, (laughs) broke the pen. Sorry. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to guess since we're going to the beach, you keep some expired sunscreen in your car. No, my good sunscreen in the car. <laughs> Don't forget sunscreen. Oh, Christina. I know. I'm doing good today. Yes, you are. Uh, so Panama City Beach. Do you know where Panama City Beach is? Uh, is that in South America? N- no, it is not. And it's not and it's not the same as Panama City, which is close to Panama City. But then, of course, you have Panama City Beach, just like you have Miami and you have Miami Beach. And Daytona and Daytona Beach. Exactly. So Panama City Beach is located in the Panhandle. It is up there near Destin and Fort Walton and not as close to Pensacola, but in that same general area. And it's located on the Emerald Coast. Do you know why they call it the Emerald Coast Christina? Is the coast green? It is. It, the water <laughs> is green. The waters, and I saw it, I couldn't believe it. It's gorgeous. The waters are literally this emerald green color along the shore. And what I learned was that is that is because the fine, highly polished quartz crystals that comprise the sand found in Emerald Coast originated high in the Appalachian Mountains. Did you know that we, you know, we have some mountains here. We have mountain water. We have mountain water. We have crystal clear mountain water from some 350 million years ago. (laughs) But either way, the journey from the mountain range to the panhandle was much longer. So it's just that it makes that powdery soft sand. They've got great sand up there too. So it's that powdery, very fine white sand. And that's what makes the waters green. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's also, you know, a little bit of the sun reflecting micro algae if we want to get real highly technical. That's kind of (laughs) gross. Well, it's 
microalgae. Algae. <laughs> so it's just crawling its way into your ears. Anyway, <laughs> Panama City Beach is one is has been named consistently one of the top three beaches in the U.S. There it's are, the pictures that are on all the postcards. It is because of those emerald green, yeah. and white powder sand waters. I mean, this is this is a perfect place to go. They are there. Like there's 27 miles of the soft sugar sand, but it's also next to a lot of these bays. So there's St. Andrews Bay, West Bay, North Bay, Bunkers Cove, and these are great places to do um, boat rentals. So I've seen where you can do um, kayak rentals. Air. I don't know if you can rent airboats, but I've seen where people can rent pontoon boats. But maybe they do kayak. Uh, kay- I'm reading the word kayak and thinking airboat, like where someone takes you on their airboat le- boat, like a tour. There is there, and I'll talk about. I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but yes, you can do um, airboat tours. We uh, the families that we traveled with, so we stayed in a house with I don't know a lot of bedrooms some bathrooms, a big kitchen, <laughs> living room. You stayed in a house that had bedrooms, bathrooms, and a kitchen? Yes, How about that? You know, rather than a hotel, uh, we st- we had a oh, family home rental where a couple of families got together and stayed together. It was great. Had a great deck, walk out to the beach. Uh, but they did a couple of these activities because we weren't able to spend as much time up there, but they were able to do some of these activities like go on an airboat ride. Uh, did they do one of those? They did. So it was in one of those bays that are really close to Panama City Beach. And it's a great place to do an airboat ride. And especially if you're from the north and you've never been on an airboat before, it's a different experience than being on a regular boat because it is an airboat. And it's loud. They have they wear headphones. Yeah, you're gliding across the water. That's what makes it a little bit different. The water is, your boat is propelled by the giant fan behind you. Um, so that it doesn't get caught up in the grasses and the weeds underneath the water. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have airboats. But Panama City Beach, it's definitely, it's a mix of that natural environment, but also, you know, the touristy uh, environment that a lot of our beach towns have. So I was there during spring break and it was crowded, but it was not the worst I've seen in some of our beach towns. So I think it was a great mix of the two. We had plenty of quiet time, plenty of nature time, but we also had some of that fun activity and doing things like walking out on the pier and taking pictures underneath the pier and on the pier and walking the strip where all of the activity happens. So what was neat about this, though, too, the Panama City Beach, um, I don't why I want to want to call it like the strip, the tourist strip. Boardwalk? It wasn't a boardwalk. That yeah. was just it. It wasn't all along the beach. So you had the pier right there on the beach, but behind it was an area that came back more inland. It didn't strip run. Strip is the only way to describe that. I know. Yeah. It didn't come back along the water there. It it was um perpendicular to the water. It wasn't parallel to the oh, water. So okay. you were on the water the whole time, but there was, it obviously had recently been developed. Um, and a lot of high end attractions, shops, a lot of restaurants, places, you know, mm-hmm. so I would, um, you know, like they had miniature golf Ripley's believe it or not. They had an Island water park, a Ron John surf shop. I mean, that's definitely a must right. stop mm-hmm. wherever you go when you're hitting a beach, to- beach town is go to Ron John surf shop. 
a Margaritaville. We ate there. They also have on this strip at the end, one end, they have a sky wheel. So one of those giant Ferris wheels, miniature golf. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Paula Dean's restaurant, which is becoming more and more popular. I don't know if you've ever been to a Paula Dean's no. restaurant, but it is exactly what you would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> home cooked meal. <laughs> home cooked meal, family style, you know, everything in butter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot more restaurants, too, that you've probably may have heard of. Uh, We went to uh, like a Cold Stone Creamery there. Lots to do right there. So I think this is what's really neat about this area. Like I said, it's a mix of nature and activity. So you can please everybody. It was a really great place to have a multifamily vacation because everyone had something to do. That's fantastic. So on the pier, you can purchase a daily fishing license. Um, There are king mackerel, redfish, flounder, a bunch of others I've never heard of. (laughs) So there were no mullets? (laughs) There were no mullets on our last episode. We're not far from that, though, too. (laughs) If you want it, I'm sure you could probably catch mullet in Panama City Probably. Beach and take it over and to, take it to the mullet festival and take it to the mullet festival which you know if you if you've listened to our episodes you know that we batch record <laughs> and so we only recorded the the festivals 30 minutes ago it's still on our mind even though it, it dropped last week <laughs> but <laughs> so and Panama City Beach is also near another popular beach um have you heard of Rosemary Beach no. Oh, I've heard of this one a lot too. It's not in my notes, but I was just going to say, I don't see that here. Rosemary Beach is really close by. And I was talking to a coworker of mine and she had mentioned that that is more family friendly in that it doesn't have all of those touristy attractions. So again, you're going to get those beautiful emerald green waters. You're going to get beautiful white sugar sand, but it's going to be a lot more families in the um in the area so take a look at rosemary beach as well when you're looking at what to do gosh there's a lot of houses up there and if you well especially because this is you know also thinking vacation rental yeah central right a lot of people from the north hit the panhandle because they don't have to drive as far right into the beach which is why this was a family vacation for us because it was families from michigan and us mm-hmm. uh, meeting together so it was great um but you know typical the the pier where you can fish off of i'd say your typical florida pier how would you describe what those look like a dock, a gigantic dock, concrete sometimes. Yeah, it was concrete, long. Yeah, and wide and lots of places to sit and fish and restaurants sometimes on them. Exactly. Yeah, that's what this was like as well. Um, you know what else I found in Panama City Beach is that you can do shipwreck diving. <gasps> that's so, so cool. I always wanted to dive a shipwreck. And you can you are certified to dive, right? Yes, I am. So this is apparently one of the more populated places for shipwrecks is that I mean populated do you say populated for a shipwreck because there's a lot of shipwrecks there (laughs) yeah I mean that makes sense uh so if you are certified to dive if you're not you can often get certified even while you're on vacation uh yeah like it's a temporary certification but you're gonna find sea turtles grouper dolphins mullet sorry (laughs) you're obsessed I am 
Uh, but in Panama City Beach, there's numerous historic shipwrecks, such as the 185-foot Black Bart, the 441-foot World War II Liberty Ship, and the 465-foot Empire Mica. I'm going to guess you pick one of those wrecks to dive. Maybe. Those are very large. Those are very large. I mean, you might be. They. I don't know if they're close together or not. I... Um, this even says on their website, if you've never tried scuba diving before, Panama City Beach is the ultimate spot to get your feet wet and their dive shops will get you certified on your way to the bubbly deep. Nice. So you can go yeah. to the Panama City Dive Center. There's um, Panama City Diving and Red Alert Diving. And you can check out all of these shipwrecks and maybe find some buried treasure. Very cool. There's a map, too. So we're going to link to this on the diving. But there is a map of all of the underwater landscapes. I wonder why there's so many shipwrecks right there. I don't know if it's just like where it's kind of that curve in the panhandle. Maybe things just get washed ashore there if they go under during a hurricane. I. I also imagine, I mean, this is Hurricane Central. Maybe that particular area gets a lot more hurricanes. That's a good question. I don't know if it tells me here. That is a very good thought, though. It has to do with the, the water and the weather moving the stuff under the, under the ocean. Yeah. So uh, the other thing you can do is, um, since we're talking about going out on the water, deep sea fishing is a popular thing up there as well. So you can go deep sea fishing and do a great big haul of fish. You can catch flounder. What else did I say? Snapper. There's red snapper. There's all kinds of snapper you can catch, but King mackerel, King mackerel. You could probably even find some tarpon up there. Maybe if you're lucky, depending on how far out you go. But my friends caught an eel. Have you ever done deep sea fishing where you've caught an eel? Um, I have not caught an eel, but I did see eel when I was diving. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's too. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you, those, those, do they sting? I don't know, but I never wanted to be near them because they look like a snake. <laughs> they hide in the, and they like sit there, look at you through the hole in the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Flotsam and jetsam? Yes. basically (laughs) they are uh, they're definitely it's one of those things I don't think we think of eel very often as sea creatures you can find in Florida but I've caught an eel before and let me tell you they are the most difficult they fight really hard oh my gosh yeah because their whole body flops around like they twist themselves into knots to To get away (laughs) get off of your hook it is unbearable and but I mean also kind of neat if you're I mean you're gonna release it uh but yeah deep sea fishing is another great family fun adventure to do that and you can rent all kinds of you can look for all kinds of charters uh in Panama City Beach to do deep sea fishing we've mentioned charters on various episodes because charter fishing is sometimes the best way to go especially if you're not familiar with the area you're not familiar with fishing they can find the best spots to fish and get you you know the best experience exactly they know where to go mm-hmm. i mean they want you to be happy right? right because if you're not happy and you're complaining then they're not getting business right and they want they want you to enjoy your experience and get as much out of it as you can Hey, Christina, have you ever heard of Viator? I absolutely have heard of Viator. Did you know that you can use Viator to book places and tours in Florida? Yeah, there's 
some fantastic places that you can find on Viator. I have even booked that trolley tour that you took in St. Augustine. I was able to book that through Viator. And what I love is that if we had to change our plans, they have free cancellation. I know, 24 hours cancellation and you get a full refund, right? That's a 100% refund, isn't it? It is. And so you can find all kinds of things from trolley tours to snorkeling to even some airboat tours throughout the state of Florida. So so like a, an experience as opposed to just, oh, look up a, a, a rental to stay in or lodging. It's actual like total experience. Absolutely. And Viator has so many tours to choose from. They really are your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do in our sunshine state. And I wanted to say too, they they're, they they work like a search platform. So you could just be like, hey, I'm I want things to do in in Miami and it pops up with everything, right? Absolutely. So I put some of our favorite tours on our website. So to get started, if you want to go to floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can get started booking some of our favorite Florida attractions. And Viator is spelled V-I-A-T-O-R. Uh, another place I found that is kind of this family fun park in Panama City Beach was Coconut Creek Family Fun Park. They have a huge mini golf course, but what I thought was neat was they have a year-round maze. No corn required. I was going to say, how can they do it? I didn't realize it was no corn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take a look at these pictures, Christina, because it's really, it's not a hedge maze. It is definitely, I I hate to say it looks like fencing, um, but it is a massive maze as big as some of the corn mazes I've seen. Fortunately, they do have places where you can walk up above the maze to see which direction you need to go to get out. But they that call is it, huge. Right? They call it a grand maze. I'm not sure why it's called a gr- grand like grand, but grand, without the D. Yeah. Oh, grand maze. But um, the places where you walk up, it's so you can look up above, right, and, and get a big view and see if it'll help you. But I've done those in a corn maze before, and they don't help me. No, they don't <laughs> help me either. They only help me if I can direct the person down below. Yeah. And I can say, okay, you, go left. You, go right. Go straight. Yeah. <laughs> they have a big bridge in the middle, like you can walk across. I'm sure. I know when we've done corn mazes before, they usually have someone overlooking the maze. And sometimes <laughs> it is so that you don't get lost but it is I wish they had on here how big it is but it is as big as any corn maze like it says about the size of a football field that looks even bigger to that than that to me but maybe either way that's a great family activity they've got tons of mini golf too which their mini golf looks really nice the nautical flags between the four tiki huts spell out grand maze the nautical flags okay there's four tiki huts there. Oh, see? I see them. Yeah. And then it says that the nautical flags between them spells out Grand Maze. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, maybe it's on the walls or something. Ah, okay. So if you're really, really lost, you yeah. can orient yourself. And so you follow the letters maybe to get out. Another place to check out in Panama City Beach is the St. Andrews State Park. This is, you know, another one of those great places in our state park system. But this is also, we said Panama City Beach is constantly rated in the top three. Mm -hmm. This one is often named the number two beach in the nation. 
Uh, so whether you're interested in sunbathing on the beach, snorkeling along the jetties, canoeing, kayaking, hiking through the forest, there's something for everyone there. They have um, the pier or the jetties is really popular. And there is a boat ramp so you can access both the St. Andrews Bay and the Gulf of Mexico. It's one of those great year-round attractions, but you can camp there as well. So if you're looking for maybe a different kind of vacation, they have 60 campsites and tents, so they'll, and it's for full hookup as well. I know mm-hmm. you're always looking for the full hookup. We are, yeah. And uh, some of the best campsites because you're right there on the beach. This is where you need to go. Uh, if I could ever get in up there. <laughs> You gotta look. You gotta plan. You have ahead to plan way for ahead. Some of these. Yeah. And Christina, on one of our previous episodes, you were fascinated that you could see deer. Yeah. Look oh, at all these pictures of deer, deer in, in this state park. That's great. I mean, we talk so much about reptiles and fish and things in the water. We don't talk about the furry creatures all that often, unless they're possum. <laughs> also a festival on our last episode. Yeah, it's really right? on my mind. <laughs> Apparently, we have not moved forward. So um, there's a lot of restaurants up here that are very themed to the beachy area that I thought were, that's cool. Sharky's Beachfront Restaurant and Tiki Bar. I love it. It's a tiki bar on the water. Like you can sit there under the little umbrellas and look out on the ocean and watch the waves at sunset. It's fantastic. It it is. There were so many different restaurants and we, because we had a home rental, we only went out once here. So I didn't get a chance to try a lot of these restaurants, but high on my list was Tide's Restaurant and Lounge at the Sheraton Resort. Uh, We did go to Margaritaville. That's always a fun time. Flip Flops Pool Bar. Yeah. I wonder if you can wear flip-flops there. I mean, come on. You have to be able to, right? If you're going to call yourself flip-flops, then that's got to be required attire. <laughs> All of these beaches being right on the water, are. this is so cool because I don't know if you, if you have never sat at a restaurant on the water and watched the sunset. It's an experience oh. to be had, to be sitting there and drinking your little... Drinking hands. Yeah. Seafood on your plate. Yes. yes. It's glorious. There's not, there's not much else that can make you feel happier than to sit there at a restaurant on a on the water especially up there the water being so beautiful yeah some friends of mine went to pineapple willies and that was a popular one as well they you can dine out right on the pier they serve i mean it's not all seafood either they serve ribs casual dining authentic cuisine you can get oysters up there that's not far from the apalachicola bay area which they are known for their oysters in that area so look for um, oysters at like Captain Andrews, no, Captain Anderson's. They have some really funny names of their restaurants. Harpoon Harry's, <laughs> Hooked Pier and Bar. Like I think the, the names of them would be worth choosing just for the name. Like they have Champagne Lady Dining Cruises too. So if you ever wanted to do something oh, like that. That where would be fun. Talk yeah. about getting a nice view of the sunset at and the Champagne Lady Dining Cruises. I like the place called Sisters of the Sea and Dive Bar. Uh-huh. This one looks like it's not necessarily what we would call a dive bar. Yeah, it's more not. for the divers. Oh, as a dive bar. I get it. I was going to say it's their their yuppie version of a dive bar. Exactly. <laughs> so, Christina, where do you want to go in Panama City Beach? I mean, I, I got to say just any of the beaches would be great. Um, I think I would like to do a shipwreck dive. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. And possibly that pier where they have all of the... Um, 
restaurants and shopping in the Sky Wheel and all that just to get a... Yeah, it's fun. Like tourist experience. Because exactly. we are tourists up there. Exactly. It is It is a lot of fun. And there is, you know, like I said, it's enough to do where you've got a really great mix of nature and tourism. Entertainment. Touristy stuff to do. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. It's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week I found the Rosemary Room. And the Rosemary Room, I found this because I was looking for bracelets with lava beads. Do you know why I was, lo- why I was looking for lava beads? Um, probably for essential oils. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because you can put your essential oils on these beads. My kids got some bracelets this when we were in Panama City Beach, as did I. Now I want some with lava beads. And the Rosemary Room is where I want to look for. And they're in Fort Walton Beach. So she's not far from the Panama City Beach area. Area, and it is an Etsy shop and she's got gorgeous jewelry, lava beads, prayer beads, um, all kinds of bracelets and rings, crystal rings. So check them out. At They're the really link. pretty, really pretty. I, and there's, is this, um, oh gosh, it just jumped. Oh, no, not lava rings. Okay. I was gonna say, that'd be cool if there was lava rings too. Oh, well, maybe you could ask her. She might be able to make, make something one. for you, but I mean, some of her bracelets are very reasonable cost starting at $13 mm-hmm. and $9 for the rings and the prayer beads are anywhere from 35, you know, on average, just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Check out the link in our show notes to visit the Rosemary Room. All right, stay tuned to find out where we're going next week. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com. Check out everywhere that we've been, pictures we've uh, we've put up or experiences. We've got some reels and stuff, and you can tell us things that maybe we missed or something you've done in the same area that we've been talking about. You can comment all those things with tips and ideas, and you can also reach out to us on email at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. When you subscribe, it really does help others discover our content and also make sure you never miss our latest episodes. If you enjoy our content, consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod to get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. And if you support us, it really does allow us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State next week what did we decide we were going to talk about next week i think we're going to the state parks state parks are next that's week. what it was yes. yep state parks are that are next week but that's it for this week i'm tanya and i'm christina stay sunny everyone <laughs>